0: All right, so today, thumbs up if everyone can hear me. Beautiful. Great. Um, so the the topic that Daniel and I decided to, to talk about today is friendship. And we actually kind of had a very similar idea on what we wanted to talk about. Um, I literally just sent a message to Daniel while at work and I'm like, hey dude, I feel like we should talk about friendship. Um, He's like, yeah, I had a very similar idea. So here we are. And how this is going to work is, so me and Daniel are kind of going to go through a couple of different um, questions about friendship and what friendship looks like, what it is, and different types of situations as well. And he's going to give his perspective on it. And I'm also going to give my perspective um, on on this topic. And feel free, if you have any questions throughout the whole thing, to just write them down um, at the bottom. Um, so the first question that we have is, what is? I'm going to start off with the other one. What is not friendship? So before we go into what friendship actually is, we want to go into what friendship is not. Do you want to start?
1: Yeah. Um, damn, I actually wanted to start with the with the other question first. <laughs> what is friendship? Um, I'll come back to it, but I just want to define friendship as I usually do, starting any message I, I take. Oh <laughs>
0: We'll start off with what is
1: friendship, okay? So what is friendship? All right. So I Googled the definition of friendship and the one that stood out to me was state of mutual trust and support between, and this is what interested me. It said between allied nations and I'm just like stuff that it's just between two parties or two people. Um, So it's a state of mutual trust and support between two people. Um, And that's what Google said. Um and then I went a step further and thought, what does friendship mean to me? And friendship what what how I define friendship was friendship is trust out of love. Um that's that's my definition of of friendship.
0: I went to the most trusted source that we have and that is Urban Dictionary. <laughs> um and usually Urban Dictionary is just filled with like people just messing around and whatnot. But Actually, this was like a very accurate description of what friendship actually was. And I'm just gonna read um, a bit of what it kind of said about friendship, what friendship defined by Urban Dictionary is, okay? So, friendship is when you love someone with every ounce of your being and genuinely want them to be happy, even if it means sacrificing something yourself to make them happy. A true friend is someone you can talk to about your feelings, Someone who can tell things you could never tell your family or even your partner. They are someone who you don't have to talk to, but someone you want to talk to. Someone you will go out of your way to be with. Friendship is when you love someone so much, you want to hold them and never let them go. Someone you want to rest your head on and cry. And you would let them cry on you too if they want. It's someone you can talk to about things you disagree on and end up being closer for that disagreement. It's when you think about someone and how close you are to them and how much you love them and you smile over how happy that makes. Friendship is when you love, sorry, let me say that again. Friendship is when you love for someone exceeds your need for them. And that is actually a quote by the Dalai Lama who who said that last part. So I thought this was very accurate sort of description of, of what friendship looked like and at least what we want it to look like, because a lot of the time it doesn't always look like that, but that's a good description of what it should be. And I, um, I went to a verse in Proverbs 17, 17 and it says, a friend loves at all times and a brother is born for a time of, of adversity. Um, so I really like that verse as well, because um, it kind of gives you that, that love side to it. And it says at all times which is, you know, what Christ is for us. God loves at all times. And that is the expectation or the example or the way we are supposed to be in our lives as well at all times, um, which obviously means as human beings, we are going to fail. Which leads me to my second question, and that is what is not friendship? Um, so what do you think?
1: The opposite of all of what I just said. Um, no, so what really stood out to me is when we define friendship is it's someone you can trust and rely on at all times, above family, above, you know, he he or she are that person you always go to, you always want to chat to, you always want to, um, you just trust in. And I think what's not friendship is a person that you think is a friend and just turns their back on all of that. And you talk to them, but They go out and gossip on everything you just told them. They backstab you. They hurt you in a lot of ways that you wouldn't think. Um, And that's what I define as not a a friendship, is when you do trust in somebody and they just turn their back on you.
0: Yeah, 100%. Um, And I think a lot of the time we're also not really aware of that when that happens. Like I think you can be so immersed in someone that you can be negligent in what you see. Um, the full picture is in terms of who that person is or whatever. But when to, to continue, I wanted to read you this. I read the first half of the Urban Dictionary definition and I want to read you the second half of that and it, and it describes what is not friendship. Um, but before I just read it to you, I used to think that the opposite of friendship was like, a, like an enemy or someone that you really dislike or someone who you don't necessarily get along with. But after I read this sort of definition for you, it will explain it in a, in a very interesting way and in a, in a perspective that you may not think of as well. So it says, true friendship is not when you go to school and hang around with someone just because you have no one else to hang out with. It's not calling someone up on your board because they're fun to talk to. It's not when you can't think of a birthday gift and end up buying a Westfield gift voucher. It's not when you must talk to someone about something you don't particularly care about, like, for example, the weather, in order to avoid an awkward situation. Um, so as I mentioned, I used to think of, you know, what is not a friendship is just someone who you don't interact with and someone who you don't care about. But I really like this sort of definition because it's people who you interact with as well. You know, like the example where it says it's someone who can call on the phone or it's someone that you um, hang around with. But at the same time, what is a true friendship? You know, it's, it's, not, it's not just spending time with someone. There needs to be a real sort of deeper dynamic, deeper interaction, sharing your emotions, sharing how you feel. Because if your friendship is on a supernatural um, level, <laughs> is on a um like a materialistic sort of level we're just sharing the common things in life and it's not really a deep friendship that is not going to grow and take you to to that next um level in your friendship as well um so the next question that i had is why do you need a friend why do we need friends
1: i i think i've taken a couple of messages on this previously um but at the end of it, life is not meant to be lived alone. That's, we we see so many people go through, whether it's anxiety or depression or feeling lonely or whatever, so like whatever is around all those mental health issues that we have in our current day. And if you s- kind of like strip everything back, it's almost every time that, these people don't have someone to talk to and i'm i'm not saying that that is the case every time but a lot of the time is people just they're struggling to talk they need a friend to just pull them through um and this verse comes to mind let me just pull it up it's in ecclesiastes
0: 4 uh where are you
1: Nine to twelve, and it says two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. It's that's why you need a friend. You need someone to pull you up. You're gonna go through some crap times. I I, I can tell you that. Shady can tell you that. Whoever Dave can tell you that. So the older guys in this Zoom, can tell you, you know, life is not easy. Life is going to get crap. There are going to be some times where, you know, it's just things will not go your way, regardless of what you think. Um, and it's those times of that you, you need a friend. Um, those are the times that you need someone to pick you up by the hand and just be like, hey, man, it's all right. I've got you. God's got you. And that happened on so many times with me where, you know, I I hit bottom and I'm just like, well, what do I do now? Um, And I've had friends, whether it was Dave, my brother, whether it was other people. And there's a study that I, I was reading about actually is one person can only have up to, I think it was six close, close people. And anything other than that, yeah, you can call them friends, but they're not, it's not a deep, meaningful friendship. Um, so one human can maintain up to six very close, um, very c- close relationships or friendships that that you can rely on. Um, And that's why we need a friend. You always need someone to talk to, someone who will put you in the right direction, someone who will give you feedback that you're willing to accept. That's another huge thing. Um, You know, I can be close with somebody, not necessarily like a very good friend, but I see him going down the wrong way and I'll be like, hey man, what you're doing now, I don't see as the right thing. Um, But that feedback will be taken way harsher and way more personal. Uh, because we're not that tight, we're not that close, rather than if I give Dave, for example, a bit of advice. Hey, man, like, whatever you're doing, I don't think that's right. Um, Again, that's why we need a friend. That's why I've needed a friend
0: 23 years of my life. I wanted to share... uh a Bible passage from Luke 5, 17 to 26. It's a story where Jesus forgives and heals a paralyzed man. Um, so from from verse 17, so just concentrate on this one because it's very interesting. Um, it says, one day Jesus was teaching and Pharisees and teachers of the law were sitting there. They had come from every village of Galilee and from Judea and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was with Jesus to heal the sick. Some men came carrying a paralyzed man on a mat and tried to take him into the house to lay him before Jesus. When they could not find a way to do this because of the crowd, they went up to the roof and lowered him on his mat through the tiles in the middle of the crowd, right in front of Jesus. When Jesus saw their faith, he said, Friends, your sins are forgiven. The Pharisees and the teachers of the law began thinking to themselves, who is this fellow who speaks blasphemy? Who can forgive sins but God alone? And then it, it goes on into the, the, the story. And I think a lot of us know it. But I want to I address the point here in, in the story because this man was actually paralysed for a large number of, of years. And if you are paralysed for a large number of years and you have your friends, right? Your friends come up to you and they're like, Dude, today's the day you are going to be saved. Like we believe today's the day. Right? You're, you've been paralyzed for like literally your whole life. And a, a bunch of mates come and tell you that, you'd be like, dude, like, come on, man. I, I don't I don't think so. Like, go away. Don't get my hopes up, right? And but he's like, you know what, what 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 can I I can't really do much anymore. Let's let's try it out. So his friends take him and you get there, and there's another obstacle in your way. And you can be telling yourself, like guys, like look, look how many people are here. Let's just let's just go home. You know, I, I thank you for your efforts, but you know, let's just go. Um, but no, his friends decide to climb up on top of the house while carrying this man, and there's obviously a roof there, there. There's tiles, so they had to remove the tiles. There's so much effort going into this process of wanting to help and heal their friend. It was their faith. It was the, the faith of the friends that, that healed him. The Bible doesn't, doesn't mention about the, the paralyzed man's faith. It mentions the faith of his friends. And what I want to mention is, do you have people like that in your life that are willing to take you in the midst of your crippling for so many years that will lift you from your mat, take you on top of the house, move all the bricks and lower you down in front of Jesus' feet? Because those are the friends that we are supposed to have, or a good representation of the friends that we should have in our lives to go over and beyond for us. To that, it's through their faith that you are healed. That maybe your faith is not enough, but their faith was enough to to, to, to heal you from all that sort of stuff. So, um, I really I really um, like this example of the of the friends. Um, I'll move on to, to our next question. And that is how are friends different now than when you were a child?
1: Uh, Very different for me and Dave because we grew up in Egypt so I can go to Egypt and I will have like a completely different sesh if you want to call it (laughs) Um, to as to what I would have with my friends here Um, but to answer the question more specifically, is friends from when I was a child is just people you were just around, whether I was in Sunday school or just growing up in church. It's you know, I I don't pick friends. It's like there are kids there. I'm gonna have to play with them regardless because if I don't, I'm gonna sit down by myself. Um, and for us, that revolved a lot around soccer. Uh, it's just like, all right, we'll make two teams, we'll go down to church, and we'll play. That that was our childhood, and that's how we made friends. Anyone who came is like, all right, my team against your team, and whoever whoever wins stays on ground, and we keep playing. Um, and that's that's how my friendships were as a child were made. Now it's a little bit more different, whereas. You've got responsibilities, you've got life, you've got things going on in your life. And those things are not meant to just be behind closed doors, regardless of what those things are. There's always a friend that you're talking to. And that's when your friends differ from when you were a child. When you're a child, you know, oh yeah, there's 10 kids. All right, we're all going to go play together and have a good time. There's no real responsibilities that you're aware of. Whereas when you're an adult, there are responsibilities and there are chats you're going to have to have with with people. And it's the friends you pick. And that's the difference from when you're a child and who you are now is you've got to pick your friends. And I mean that 100%. If you pick bad friends, you are going to go down a very bad rabbit hole. And it's very hard to climb out of. Um, that's, yeah, that's how friends... Differ from when I was a child to to now.
0: Yeah, there as you were kind of mentioning, there has to be sort of like a, a maturing phase. I don't I don't know if you have someone like that in your friendship group that kind of is is stuck in the high school phase or stuck in the primary school phase, um, but they they may not have that sort of maturing growth in their life. Um, but also something you touched on earlier, Daniel, is when you mentioned. Um, Friends should not be scared about hurting your feelings. Mm. Um, as long as you're having a conversation in the right way, you, you shouldn't be worried or going into a conversation being like, you know what, I'm not going to say that because it's going to upset that person. Like if, if that person is truly your friend and you truly care about them, you want to see the best image of who they are. Therefore, you shouldn't be tippy around the issue. You should be direct, but saying it in the right manner as well. Um, and highlighting what I said just earlier, First Corinthians, First Corinthians 13, 11 says, when I was a child, I talked like a child, I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me. Mm. So that's when I was saying about the, the maturing um, thing as well. And then Ephesians four, fourteen to 15 says, so that we may be no longer children, tossed, to and from by the waves and carried by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes, rather speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ. So Christ is the example. Christ is the head of everything and is the perfect image of who we are supposed to try to replicate in our lives. Obviously, we're going to fall and we're going to, Um, stumble every single day but as long as you're trying to reach Christ the perfect example not trying to reach Daniel or or not trying to reach me I'm not trying to reach Shady I love Shady but we are all human beings and we have imperfections right so that's why if you uh, I'll share with you a story there was um, a particular sort of um, pastor that I listened to and I was so I was in love with But there were particular things that were mentioned by this particular pastor that had me in some sort of disagreements. And when I heard about them, I was honestly heartbroken. Like, this guy was my idol and this guy was someone I looked up to so much in every single way. And I wanted to be just like him. But it was my mistake, not his mistake, that I looked at him as perfection and I saw him as the representation of who I wanted to become when it should have been in Christ there's so many people who attend churches and you know like mega churches and the pastor is the the head it, it's not it's the pastor shouldn't be the head the pastor is trying to give you the example of Christ but but you have to look beyond the pastor you have to look at Christ himself because everyone is going to let you down except Christ um, himself so that was my opinion on that but My my next question for us then is, do you ever disagree with your friends? Have you ever disagreed with friends? 100%.
1: I've disagreed with a lot of friends over many things. And I think if you don't disagree with your friends, it goes back to that point where you're saying you're tippy-toeing around things that need to be discussed. Um, And I'm not here. I'm not talking about disagreeing with friends like, oh, I follow Barca. He goes for (laughs) Madrid, so we disagree with each other. Or... I like this movie and you don't, so we disagree. No, I'm talking about disagreeing whether in, again, those chats that you would have together or disagreeing in just a point of view that you think you're right and they think they're right. Um, But if you're not disagreeing with your friends, I think it's just a superficial friendship it's just oh yeah cool yeah nice yeah sure that that that's that becomes the conversation it's like oh yeah I went out on Friday night I got wasted I drank and whatever you know no I'll disagree with you here and be like no man you shouldn't have done that blah 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 and then obviously if if it's a true friendship it's like okay I hear you and whatever and you start having that conversation whereas like if that friend comes up to me and is like, oh yeah, I came, went out on a Friday night, got wasted, blah, blah, blah And then I'll, I'll be like, oh yeah, cool. What else did you do? It's like, well, it's just that it, are, are you really putting your faith out there and are you really discussing your beliefs and point of view to that friend, even though that friend might be a Christian as well? Um, is this something that you know, is it, is it a friend that you can actually tell off? And is it a friend that you can say, hey, no, you're wrong? Um, so, I don't know. That's my, my belief. And if, like, if you're not disagreeing with your friends, um, then there's something,
0: there's something wrong. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think most people can actually agree on this point. Um, I think a relationship, a friendship can be built on agreement. But the more you mature in the friendships, there has to be disagreements. Mm-hmm. Like if your friendship is just agree, 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 then you're doing it wrong. Right. Um, yeah, Proverbs 27.5 says, better, to, better is open rebuke than hidden love. Mm-hmm. And that touches on the point that I was speaking about just before of tippy around issues. Um, you can't build a relationship on not wanting to, to hurt people's feelings. There's no, there's no growth in that. Um, I've heard a lot of people say this. Uh, it kind of annoys me, to be honest, but they'll say, I know their personality, and I know if I say that to them, it's going to upset them. Mm-hmm. But if you're saying that, that's going to lead to a lack of growth, and it's going to hinder your development and also their development as a person as well. You, know, you have to rebuke. Yes, you do it in the best way possible, but you have to rebuke in friendships and you also have to be accepting to rebuke as well you yep. know put your pride aside to the point where you are able to mm-hmm. to learn more and um become that example of we were saying head christ
1: um just as on that point as well let's go down a bit further into proverbs 27 as well verse 17 though it says as iron sharpens iron so one person sharpens another um yeah it it's exactly what you're saying. Is if if you're not rebuking, if you're not talking to each other, there's no sharpening going on. Um, whereas, if you are talking with each other, then you grow together in friendship and individually.
0: Um, John John three sixteen says as we all know, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. The, 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 one that, the part that I wanna focus on is, for God so loved the world that he did what? That he gave. If you love, you give, you, give. you need to mm. give. Just like Jesus did, he gave, God did. He gave Jesus, his only begotten son. So in a relationship, in a friendship, are you giving or are you just receiving? Is it all about you, you, you? Um, and another thing that I, that I wanted to mention as well is a lot of the time we see um, sort of the negatives in this, but you also need to uplift others when it's time to uplift others. We we can speak about rebuking and, and, and trying to help people in that sort of way, but also another part of it, the flip side is lifting people up. And that's something that I feel like people don't do often. Um, when they see someone doing a good thing or um, whatever it may be, uh, we don't necessarily go up to them and saying, hey, well done, because we feel like that's a known fact. But no, as human beings, it's important for us to do that as well. there's two sides of the, of the picture that we need to have in that. Um, good question, we're moving on to we got, we got two more questions. Um, this question is very important. And the question is, is there ever a time to let go of a friendship? And if so, when? Yeah. Uh,
1: year 10, year nine, something along those lines. I think it was year nine. Um, and I was in the wrong friendship group. I knew it, but I was happy. I was, you know, I'm in school, I'm chilling. I wanted to cause mischief, um, but it was how far could I keep going until I couldn't come back out? And that it was that moment that I asked that question that I said I need to let go of that friendship group. Um, I was swearing everywhere. I was, you know, not doing the right stuff. Uh, my grades went down. Um, not that they ever went up, but hey, (laughs) um, it was, it was time to let go of a toxic friendship, um, that it was only going to cause me harm. There was no, there was nothing positive in that friendship group. There, There was no way I was being built. There was no way I was being sharpened. Um, and it was once I got to the realization of, I'm not getting anywhere. I'm not, I can't grow. I can't succeed. I can't do anything in within this friendship group. Yes. That friendship group is fun. And I guarantee you that will be the most fun you have in those friendship groups. hundred percent. But you've got to realize that there's going to come a point where that fun is meaningless, where that fun just disappears and you're just, too far gone to realize that I there's no more fun and I can't actually get out of what I'm doing. Um, so yes, is there ever time to let go of a friendship? Hundred percent. There there are friendships that will get toxic. There are friendships that will just be bad for you, um, and that's when you have to let them go.
0: Hundred percent. It's not it's not an easy thing, but something that must be done. I had two verses about this particular question, and one of them you already shared, Proverbs 27, 17. As as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. If you're getting to a point in your friendship where your friends aren't bringing you up and you guys are stagnant or they're moving you down, it's time to rethink. Maybe it's not necessarily time to let go of the friendship, but it might be time for you to start thinking what needs to change in this friendship. Um, because you all, your friends need to be constantly taking you up, and again being the head, trying to be the head, that representation of Christ. And the other verse that I had is First Corinthians fifteen thirty-three: Do not be misled; bad company corrupts good character. I had that down so as <laughs> well. If you're hanging out with people who you think it's fun to hang out with, who particularly in high school I had this exact. Um, example where I was hanging out with people and I was becoming exactly like them. On weekends you'd go out partying, you'd go out drinking you'd go out doing all that sort of stuff that comes with the high school phase or 18 year old phase, whatever you want to call it, right? But if you're hanging with those people, I, I was telling myself a lie during that time and I was telling myself, no, no, but I'm, no, I, I, I'm, I'm different than them, you know, I go to church, I, I go to a Fridays, I serve, I do this, I do that. I'm not going to be persuaded by it. But you're just feeding yourself so many lies during that time that you force yourself to believe a lie, that you continue to live a lie. The Bible says bad company corrupts good character or good habits in different translations. Mm. You will be corrupted and you will be changed. If you're the only one in the middle of that group and you're going around just to fit in or just to do what is considered normal during that time, you are going to become just like them. It doesn't matter if you serve, it doesn't matter if you do whatever, you are going to be corrupted. Your character is going to be corrupted. Um, And I've also heard people say, um, the example of, oh, well hanging out with Christian people is not really my crowd. uh, Or I don't particularly enjoy hanging out with Christian people. And I think that says more about you than what it says about the Christian people that you're hanging out with. Because you've been hanging out with that corrupted sort of friendship so much that you've become so much like them that you can't can't be in the midst of light. If you've become so dark when you come into something that is light, you are uncomfortable in that particular situation, and you stand out for the wrong reasons, so you want to go back to the darkness and be with everyone who fits the image that you have created for yourself Um, in in that moment. where am I? So, yeah, yeah, that was that. Our, our, our last question um, that I wanted to, to touch on. and what it, So, what's the take-back message in all of this that we've mentioned? And kind of leading into, has a friend ever let you down in that way?
1: Uh, has a friend ever let me down? Yes. But in saying that friends will let you down. There are, there are two aspects in play here. One is, and the more, most important one, is when that friend lets you down, are you in a position that you can actually talk to that friend and be like, hey, this happened and I didn't like why and what happened? Can we please make up? So that's number one. Um, if you can't have that conversation, then is it really, friendship or are we again tippy-toeing around topics Um, the second thing is has a friend ever let me down yes Um, where was I going with this Um, I lost my thought damn it (laughs) Um, yeah no I'm that just it went out. That's gone. <laughs> That's alright. All right.
0: I'll touch on a point. If you, if you if you yeah, go. Comes back to you. Feel free to hop in. Um. But even, even guys, if your friends don't lead you astray, like if they don't take you down a completely messed up path, they can also, at the same time, provide a false, a false sense of comfort and bad advice. So. Just because your life is not in ruins at a particular moment, it doesn't mean that your current friends at the time can um, give you the false sense of comfort. Because a lot of the time we can run to people, depending on the situation, that give us what we want to hear. Um, It's not the voice of God, but it's the voice and opinions of man, according to our situations, that we manipulate our situations, and we manipulate the voice of God during that time. So... Be very careful who you're running to and who the friends that are in your circles right now, are they going to tell you how it is and straight up or are they going to jump around the topic and, and or are you running to particular people who will tell you exactly what you want to hear during that time? Um,
1: I got mine. <laughs> and um, it's expectations is why, why, do, why are we ever let down in any situation? Um, so, if I say "Let's meet at ten a m and people rock up at eleven thirty i'm I've been let down. You know there was an expectations set, but it was never met, and that's when we are let down that's when um that's when you start having friction and causing causing issues so are you actually setting the right expectations and regardless of what it is, are you? having the right expectations from your friends um in those in those situations or are you going way above what you think the expectation is and then you're being let down constantly because that friend is never meeting those expectations and i think that's something we've got to be careful as well because i i got into that um a couple times where i i was setting the bar like up here and obviously that's like, I'm an idiot for doing that. And the friend is never going to meet up to that. So it's just, I've got to lower my expectations. So I'm not being let down.
0: Um, I just wanted to share one last verse with us today. Sort of the take back message of all of this. And yeah, um, I'll, I'll hand it over to you to, to end with if you have something done. But um Romans five seven to eight says, "For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet perhaps for a good man some would even dare to die." But God demonstrates His own love towards us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So again, this comes back to who is the head, who is the one that you're putting on the pedestal? Is it your preacher? Is it your um, your teachers? Is it your youth leaders? You name it. Everyone is always going to let you down. But the only person that, regardless of your sins, regardless of your messing up, regardless of your inconsistencies, regardless of your shortcomings, everything, Christ still chose to die for you, and there is no greater love in the history of existence that has gone past that, and that will ever come close to that. Because Christ chose to die for you in the midst of all our rubbish and filth. So look to Christ. And if you have issues, if you're struggling with anything, look to Christ, who is the perfect representation of everything and who is always going to come to your aid and your help. Um, Guys, if you feel like during this time you don't have those close friendships in your life, um, pray about it. Um, that's a prayer in my life that, that was answered in a lot of different ways. Um, and one of them is sitting in this room, baby. It was a, it was an answered prayer for a certain time in my life. So, so pray and come to God during these times. And if you have friends in your life who you need to let go of, have a moment with God right now and let go of these people. If people are bringing you down, what is the point of you being on earth? If your purpose is to bring other people to heaven with you, then hanging out with that group of friends is only going to bring you to their level. Let them go. Let them go in the right way so that you're still approachable to them and might be able to save them and help them one day, not through your strength, but through God's strength. Keep them in your life, but take a distance from them. Um, it's important to separate, but to separate in the right way. Just be honest and be vulnerable with yourself during this time because this is real. And you need people like that in your life who are going to rebuke you, who are going to love you, who are going to lift you up in the right moments as well. So, um, yeah, challenging. Mm.
1: If you're going to take anything away from today, it's what Dave just said. And I'm going to add literally two sentences on, onto it. And is if Dave mentioned, if you don't have those friends, pray for them. Um, if you do have those friends, pray for them. <laughs> prayer for friends goes a long way with God. And I can guarantee you it works. I ha- I prayed the exact same prayer for a friend. Um, and I don't know, I think some of you people, some of you guys know Dean, and he was an answered prayer as well. If you pray for a friend, God provides a friend every single time. Um, but in the meantime for those friends that you do currently have pray for them see if god is telling you to that they are the right friendship group you will know if they're the right friendship group or not um if you do not have those friends pray to god and he will provide those right friends yeah let's pray heavenly father i just thank you that um you, yeah, you created us to to live a life together, Lord, to live a life of friendship, to live a life of love. Um, and I thank you, Lord, that you can always um, hear our prayer to towards friends and to friends. And yeah, I just pray for every heart tonight, Lord, that does need those friendships, Lord, that you would um, hear every prayer tonight, Lord, that you provide those right friends, that you provide those right friendship groups, Lord. and. Um, yeah, we just pray for, yeah, every heart crying out tonight, Lord, that you you would comfort them, Lord, that you would let them know that um, they're not alone and you've got them, Lord. And, yeah, we just pray for the rest of our night that you, yeah, bless it, Lord, in your name we pray.
0: Amen. Amen.